Hello, I'm Eric. This is the first edition of my podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, I am a recent graduate of Eastern Washington University with a Master's of Science in Communications. The uh, marketing and communication style communications, not um, the circuits. Uh, I have to clarify that a lot because I... My program that I graduated from is one of the few programs that has a Master of Science in this type of communications. So anyway, um, my bachelor's degree was in um, economics with a minor in visual communication design. And during that education and even in my master's degree, I had a lot, got some experience doing recordings and I really loved it. So I kept doing it and um, used used a lot of uh, recording equipment to do some of my projects that I had for various things, my personal projects and other things. And, um, amassed a little bit of recording equipment along the way and, um, some expertise and picking that stuff out and f- research different, what makes a good recording interface, what doesn't research, what makes a good microphone, what makes a good, good pair of headphones, I've been a headphone audiophile for years, um, probably since I was 15 years old, and I'm 31 now. So I've had a lot of audiophile ex- experience just using the equipment. Um, and anyway, um, I wanted to kind of share some of that with all of you. Um, I know there's probably a lot of advice out there already on this topic, but um, I had a few things to add, I think. A lot of people make the assumption that you have to have a really high budget and spend a lot of money to get really good audio for your recordings for professional work, and you don't. Um, I have a $150 recording interface here with a $250 microphone and a $35 microphone cable hooking it up, and I'm listening right now on $200 headphones. So you don't have to have a lot of money to get good sound and to master a good um, sounding audio recording for your video or even podcasting projects. But having good equipment does help. And um, and there are there is a lot of bad equipment out there. I mean, I can't tell you how many $150 interfaces are horrible because there's a lot of them. PreSonus Audio Box, for example, very noisy, um, just bad sounding interface um, with a really low powered headphone amp. It's about 100 bucks now, but I paid like 150 for when I bought it. And I sold that thing a long time ago because I, it's just so bad. Um, I. I've since had a couple of Apogee interfaces. I really liked my Duet 2, but it just it didn't play very well with some of my um, home audio equipment, which I was using it mainly as my um, playback device at the time, and it didn't like my home equipment, so <laughs> didn't really get a lot of use out of it. Um, I got some use during recordings on it in my various projects, but didn't get as much use as I had hoped, so um, I ended up replacing it with a hundred for the dollar focus right and I love the thing. I've only had it for about a week now, but um, I am getting so good recordings on this it sounds just as good as the six hundred dollar apogee did and it I mean very um, very close to each other sound quality I, I it's so close that I can't justify keeping the duet anymore. But anyway, um, back to this, um, you can get really good equipment for cheap, which is, which I've established, but there's also really good equipment out there and even better equipment for higher prices. So how do you tell when you're spending money, what is a good equipment? 
what 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 are the specs you're looking for? Well, one is total harmonic distortion, so plus noise. Um, good figures for that um, for a mic preamp are over a hundred decibels. Um, sometimes you'll be ninety for a cheaper one, um, a minus ninety decibels, and minus a hundred is really good. Um, Apogees tend to be a little higher for their conversion, um, but not but they don't really give the numbers for their mic pre's which is kind of a dirty trick. A lot of mic pre's are noisy, um, especially at higher gain levels. Even focus rights are. Um, I I have this, it's probably going, this is probably about 25 decibels of mic gain. So it has a low noise floor, but when you crank up the volume on it, it's, it gets a little noisier. Um, but the harmonic distortion is, it will, that's, it, that's the main figure that a lot of these interfaces will give you along with EIN. Um, the EIN on the, it's the amount of noise that the mic pre is contributing to the signal. Um, it's like a minus 127 on this one, which sounds really quiet, but in practice it's not. It's, it's kind of an average figure for an entry level mic pre that's really good. There's ones that have a lot less, or a lot. Um, it's like one, minus one ten, one oh five. If you're getting that, it's you might as well be hooking a thirty dollar mixer to your microphone, because a lot of cheap interfaces have crappy mic pre's, really noisy, even more so than the Focusrite. It's Focusrite is actually pretty quiet for what it is. Um, so another another thing that you're looking for is the quality of conversion. Um, the my, the converters on this interface, the total harmonic distortion plus noise is minus 105 and 106 decibels. Um, 106 for the recording and 105 for the playback, which is a good figure. Um, I've seen higher on good play or the digital analog side. Um, my Apogee was about um, oh close to 110 in balance mode, uh, minus 110 for the playback. Which is a really good figure. That's you won't find that very often on a lower price interface. Um, the Apogees have really good converters that nobody else is using right now in um, the pro audio field. But but compared to um, the Focusrite, I mean, in practical terms, unless you have really low noise speakers or low noise headphone or, or low distortion headphones, which they, they there's not that many out there. The HD 800 that's are like 1600 bucks. Those are low distortion headphones. A lot of your $200 headphones aren't going to be super low distortion. They're okay. They're pretty low distortion, but they're still going to have a 1%, 2% distortion. So um, in practical terms, even the Focusrite has good, has good playback and is detailed enough that you'll notice the flaws in your recordings. Um, so for microphones, it's a little... Microphones are a little trickier. It depends on what you're using them for, what you're recording. Um, different mics will sound different on different voices because of the different... Uh, a lot of mics have um, emphasis in certain ranges of frequency response, and sometimes they have roll-off. So um, this Studio Projects C1 that I'm recording through right now is... Um, it... it is voiced like a Neumann U87. It's not the same. I actually prefer the C1 over the sound of the Neumann, but the Neumann's like a $3,000 mic. This one's $250. I couldn't justify spending $3,000 on a mic that didn't sound that much better than the one I have. 
there's a lot better mics for three thousand dollars out there but um it's just the naming u87 is the one that all the people are gushing over for whatever reason i'm not sure why it's not the most spectacular microphone but you can get good microphones for 250 bucks 300 bucks um blue microphones makes the bluebird which is a little bit has a little more bass emphasis and highs emphasis but it's still a, it's a really quiet mic low noise road microphones makes the nt1a and the nt1 which are really quiet um, low noise mics that sound pretty decent on most voices um similar to the studio projects i'm listening that i'm speaking on right now but with lower noise floor um so those are good mics in that price range um there's other ones um there's even some under 100 bucks that are decent um, some of the Behringer mics are pretty good. I have a Behringer small, smaller pencil style mic that I paid sixty bucks for the pair, and they don't do that bad. They're they're good enough for YouTube videos and doing stereo micing for YouTube stuff. Um, I wouldn't record the next top ten album on it with the Behringer mic. I'd probably be laughed up. It'd be the laughing stock of the recording community if we're doing that. But they're decent. They're not horrible. Um, you could use it for extra mics or for live use, no problem. Um, live mics tend to do a poorer job than studio mics for sound quality anyway. There's not a lot of good live mics out there that sound fantastic, but there are some. Um, even Blue Microphones makes some that are pretty good for 100 150 bucks, $200. Um, anyway, um, there are other factors with... Um, audio quality on um, your studio monitors and your headphones. Um, a good pair of headphones has a really good sense of space, a lot of detail, low distortion in the bass notes and highs, and is good enough to do kind of show you where the flaws are in your recording. Um, they're not the best to mix on because headphones have a certain frequency tailoring to make them sound the way they do. So they aren't the easiest to mix on. Um, a good pair of studio monitors is a bit easier to mix on. Um, I The cheapest studio monitors I've heard that are pretty good, like the JBLs and some of the KRKs and some of the some of the cheaper ones like those. Um, they're decent. They're decent, and they have enough detail to do some decent mixing on. I would say a good pair of headphones is more detailed. Um, I I even have a pair of. Um, $900 Focal studio monitors that I use and they're, they're decent. Um, I, they're not the most detailed speakers I've ever owned, but, um, for the, for the price, they're probably the only thing in, well, Focal makes some cheaper ones now that are decent too. And I would recommend those for a stu project studio over some of the JBLs and KRKs, but, um, and a pinch a JBL would do. And even some of the Behringer, um, studio monitors are not bad. Um, but you're still, but there's one thing that I haven't mentioned that much in cables. Cables are important. Um, you don't have to spend a lot of money on a cable to get a good cable. I mean, I'm using a $35 blue mic cable and they make a $25 version. That's almost as good. Um, Mogami makes some in their Mogami's entry level. My cables are all really good. Um, you don't have to spend a lot of money on their mic cables to get decent ones. Um, uh, you don't want to cheap out on mic cables, though, because you tend to get rolled off highs. Um, 
the mid range isn't as clear and it's less detail like the like the vo- vocal range is where the mid range is and um and bass notes get a little more muddy with a cheap mic cable that uses like um polyvinyl chloride for the insulation um good insulation materials are polypropylene um polyethylene and the foam variants of the two um you'll find a lot of those on the better mic cables you want at least oxygen free copper if not high purity oxygen free copper you're not going to find a lot of high purity oxygen free copper on a 40 or 50 dollar mic cable but you'll at least find oxygen free copper if it didn't say that then chances are it doesn't use it and it's probably going to be an oxidized cable that will break and just sound really disgusting um so anyway um other than that that's kind of the basics of what i wanted to share um I, I will give a plug to sweetwater.com um, and um, there and my and my salesperson over there who, whose name is Joe James um, they their number is 800-222-4700 they have a lot more expertise with all the different recording equipment they carry and they're really good people and if you buy a lot of, if you're buying a package of stuff, they can work with you <laughs> to get you a good deal on it. Um, I've been buying stuff there since 2008, and they they do a really good job of giving you a great service. And they even call you up after you buy the stuff to make sure everything's working right. And and they have free tech support with their stuff. So um, so if you ever have problems, you can call them up, and they can help you out. Um, their website is sweetwater.com. And all one word, and um, they they're based over it's us, it's a independent business over in um, uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. They actually um, they're 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 not owned by a big corporation; they're their own company. So it, it's kind of nice dealing with. I, I like dealing with small business, even though they're not a small small business. They're still independent enough that I like supporting companies like that. There's not a lot of those in the, there's not a lot of independent retailers anymore, especially in the pro audio field. There are a lot of the ones out there are big, big box stores. So I like, I like dealing with small businesses myself. Um, anyway, um, I'm also looking for work. So, um, if you know anybody that needs a communications, somebody with communications expertise, um, I'm still at the entry level of my career, so I'm kind of looking for more entry level opportunities, more generalist opportunities. But if you need somebody that knows somebody that needs somebody with recording experience, that can do uh, videography and all that type of stuff, video editing for social media stuff. That's where my expertise is. Um, I've had some social media experience as well, um, working for a church in Cheney, Washington, and. Um, I am in the Spokane, Washington area, but um, if relocation is available, I'm willing to relocate. But um, right now, I'm kind of looking in the Spokane, Washington, and um, Kennewick, um, Richland areas, and Pasco even um, for work um, because I have family in those areas. But um, anyway, um, if you know of anybody, give me a holler. Um, my email is edean.work at gmail.com um please subscribe to this podcast i plan on making more i just have to figure out what else to talk about but um 
I'll, I'm still figuring out the name of the channel and all that. But um, if you have any ideas, let me know. And um, again, this is Eric Dean. And um, thank you for listening. Have a great day.